Jill Galant is from the Action Network, and they got a, we got a lot of games now as we're getting into the flex part of the season in the NFL. We're just everything, you know, it starts to get heavier, PJ. It starts to get more important week after week after week. And really, we've got a rivalry game, Jill, coming up uh, on Thursday night with the Patriots. Uh, and, of course, with the Bills. And all I can think of when these two teams play now is the Patriots running the ball 99% of the time against the Bills in that windy game that one time. I, I, I don't think New England's going to do it that much, but going into this game, Buffalo's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I mean, what are the chances here that we just see New England run the hell out of the ball play after play after play, knowing that they just can't count on their quarterback play? Well, I was going to say, uh, Nick, it doesn't have to be just the wind of why yeah. <laughs> they would just end up running the ball. They would just not trust Mac Jones to actually make a play for them. But... Uh, you know, looking at the weather of what we're projecting, we're not seeing like Snowvember like it was going to be like last week. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a little cold. So I imagine they're probably going to run the ball at least, I'm going to say, at least 60% of the time, mm. which is about on track for what the Patriots do anyway. Um, and against the Bills, it might actually be one of the best strategies. I mean, we watched the Lions kind of just run on them pretty well last week. You know, Jamal Williams was able to have some success. And even the Bills defense in general is in general, over the last three games has given up a ton of yards, like over the, uh, against the Vikings, uh, you know, against the Lions as well, you know, about 1500 yards in offense, uh, a lot of passing touchdowns as well. So I'm maybe I'm in the low minority here, but I mean, a lot of people will probably still be on it because it's Belichick at home as an underdog, but I kind of like the Patriots success rate in this game. I think they could keep it close. Yeah. We've seen some steam on that game too. It opened up at like Buffalo five and now it's all the way down to three and a half. I want to ask you about another rivalry game. Uh, the Packers and the bears, Jill, how do you bet this game? Just because Rogers was on the Pat McAfee show saying he was going to play, but him saying he's going to play and actually playing could be two different things. And then the bears quarterback situation, we assume Fields is probably going to be out again, but maybe he's back. Is this just one of those games that you wait to bet Sunday morning, early afternoon, or do you think there's some value currently on the board with Green Bay favored at four and a half? Well, I think if you're betting Green Bay as a minus four and a half, uh, you're probably betting it under the idea that Rodgers is going to play mm -hmm. because I don't know how anybody would feel good. I, I know we saw a, a brief glimpse of what maybe Jordan Love could be, but everything up to that point before that little series there, it was not good. And he should not be getting points in any way, shape or form in any scenario in an NFL game. So I think the way that this line is constructed, especially over the four, it's probably in a position where Rodgers is going to play. And if it's Rodgers against Trevor Simeon, let's go. If it's Rodgers against Nathan Peterman, I mean, I don't know how high you can make that spread, but it would be at least Packers minus 14 and a half. Wow. Yeah, the game that we have sat here over the last couple of days and tried to figure out, uh, I guess, how to approach it, even though now we both have a bet, has got to be the Browns and Texans. The Browns go into Houston <laughs> as seven-point favorites, but we have no idea what Deshaun Watson's going to look like, how rusty he's going to be. Obviously, we know there's it's going to be there's going to be a lot of venom towards him in a lot of different ways, whether it's players on the other side of the field, it's fans, all that stuff. We know all the storylines that are involved in this game. But P.J., came to me yesterday and gave me the best trend that you could give. And quarterbacks this year, Jill, playing in a revenge game against their former team, 0-5 straight up. So I will just put the disclaimer on it now. PJ and I both have taken the Texans' money line in this game on Sunday. Where are you on this game? Are you touching anything whatsoever with it? I did not place the bet in the game, but I would say that if you are going to bet Texans, 
you have it's money line or nothing because otherwise you're a coward if you don't just yeah. based on you know Amen. Yes. So, so again i would be okay if you were maybe getting over a plus seven and a half just because of being over that key number um but again this is probably the only game the texans had circled on their calendar this year and i'm not going to say that kyle allen is better than davis mills because i mean we just watched him last week probably throw at least i mean he had two interceptions it could have been four uh, but again, it's just a little bit of a step up over what Davis Mills has shown. The Texans this year have actually shown that they can play a little bit better at home than on the road as well. Uh, the Browns may be a little more susceptible to the run. Maybe Damian Pierce could get it going as well. Uh, but yeah, in this Texans-Browns game, it's either Texans money line or nothing just for the actual value of what you could get the Texans at. Jill, you know, I'm looking at this Chargers-Raiders game and obviously... The Chargers are returning to Las Vegas where they were wishing they tied that game last year and they would have been in the playoffs. They're one and a half point favorites on the road. A lot of people look at the revenge factor, but in the NFL, you know, I don't really love the revenge factor too much. You look at the Titans last week and people like the revenge after the Bengals knocked them out of the playoffs this year. It, the spread seems a little low. I'm sure a lot of people will be looking to fade the Raiders in this spot. What are you doing in this game between the Chargers and Raiders? I would not touch the Chargers at all in this game. This is prime for a Chargers to Charger. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Just because of them going on the road, you know, favored to win against a team that can put up points. It can't. And now it really, we should just kind of pay attention to the injury report to see if Josh Jacobs is going to play. Even if he doesn't, I think Zamir White and maybe Brandon Bolden can still kind of fill that role. But again, Jacobs has just been a terror this season and he would be able to run on this defense fairly well so for me when it comes to this situation i'm actually not going to take a side i really like the over 50 and a half in this game uh you know i just think that the raiders uh they really showed something last week against the seahawks where they were able to kind of put up 20 points early you know and they've shown in some recent games you know outside of that saints game obviously that like in the first half they can get off strong and the chargers have shown their team that they can come back late you know so it's one of those games that i would rather just kind of bank on the late points and not try to put my money on the chargers doing the right thing or the raiders for that matter talking to Joe galant here on BetMGM tonight hey, i'm looking at the uh the futures market when it comes to the nfl mvp race and obviously we've seen a lot of fluctuation given the play of guys like tom brady this year and guys have jumped up they've jumped down when you look at some of the quarterbacks and the matchups we have this weekend who do you think has the most to gain in that MVP race? Like Tua at San Francisco, you got Josh Allen, he's 10 to 1. Uh, he's at the Pats tomorrow. You got Jalen Hurts at plus 325 at BetMGM hosting the Titans. Joe Burrow, I mean, that's a big one. They're up against the Chiefs. He's 18 to 1 right now to win MVP. I feel like there's if if Tua can win at, Sa at San Francisco, Joe Burrow can beat the Chiefs. You're definitely going to see both of those odds shorten. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you nailed it on the head, Nick, because those are the two the most to gain. I'm not sure if Jalen would really drop that much with a loss to the Titans, even though we can call the Titans fluky just with how they've gotten there and not necessarily like they are beating teams that have actually winning records. So it's not like, you know, if uh, the Texans went in there and actually beat the Eagles that night, you know what I mean? Where Jalen actually had like an MVP kind of performance in the second half to get them over the hump. And I think he's going to be able to keep that game close. But Burrow being able to beat I mean, it's, I don't think it's arguable. I think they are the best best team in the AFC uh, in the Chiefs. That would make a huge case for his resume, especially where he's fairly close in passing touchdowns with Patrick Mahomes. So it would give him another comparison point, at least from a head-to-head -head standpoint. But I think you, you said it, Nick. Tua has easily the most approved just because of how explosive the offense has looked when he's in the lineup going against the number one defense in the NFL. Is he, if he's able to go into San Francisco and – 
enact that passing attack where they're able to put up 25 to 30 points, it's going to be pretty hard to deny Tua's impact on winning in Miami. Yeah, it's a very good point. Jill, big matchup in the NFC East this weekend. The Commanders travel to MetLife. They take on the Giants. Washington's two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. We know they've won six out of their last seven. All Heineke does is cover spreads. Giants mm. are kind of starting to fade a little bit. Are you liking uh, Washington this week to keep it rolling? I do at minus two-and-a-half, uh, mainly because... Uh, just from a matchup standpoint, the the strengths and weaknesses just don't bode well for the Giants. Like the commanders are eighth overall in, in rush yards and third in rushing touchdowns. And the Giants are bottom five in pass attempts and top five in rush attempts. So it's just it's from a defensive standpoint, the commanders are just able to probably neutralize whatever kind of running threat Saquon or Daniel Jones could present, making Daniel Jones a passer which again, that has usually been a winning strategy against that team. And then, of course, you have a lot of trends that really point to Heineke, especially uh, Washington is 11-2-1 and ATS in Heineke's last um, last 14 starts. They're 7-0-1 ATS over the last eight. So mm. uh, honestly, I think ever since that London win over the Packers, like the Giants have gone 3-3, three and three, but you could probably argue they should be like 1-5. and five. Like, like, I mean, I'll give them the Texans win just because Houston is terrible, but you know, you look at who they've beaten in that stretch and just how they've won. Uh, it's been a big luck factor for the giants. And so giving me the commanders under a key number, like three, I think is a nice spot here. I still love it. PJ seeing my commanders favorite on the road at the Playing giants. Good. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, Tom Brady and Tampa, they're three and a half point favorites at home against new Orleans on Monday night football. We know the narrative of how Tom Brady's had a lack of success against the saints since coming to Tampa. They did win against the Saints earlier this year. They had a 10-point win against them. That offensive line has been an issue all year, and it just continues to be banged up. The The Bucks overall, it's just they're an underachieving, injury-plagued team this year. Tom Brady certainly looks older. If nobody can protect him, his stone feet get in the way, and he can't move. Are you? Where are you on this game? Is this one of those opportunities for the Saints to get a sneaky cover on the road here? I mean, it has to be because I don't know how you could feel good about betting Tampa right yeah. now. Like, yes, they're getting some guys back, but... I mean, you just kind of laid out the case of why you wouldn't really feel that good about betting on Tampa at this point. I mean, they probably they should have won that game against Cleveland last week. It's it's unbelievable that they punted twice in overtime. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things that where I would probably just more attack the prop market. I'd be looking at somebody like Chris Godwin just for a touchdown, definitely over from a yardage standpoint, just because from a volume uh, situation. If you just look maybe from like week four onward, like he's right up there with guys like Stefan Diggs and Justin Jefferson when it comes to targets. So um, I would probably be looking at that, especially when you look at the history of Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore, how they match up in that game. And Lattimore is expected back for this game. A lot of other key defensive players as well for the Saints. So uh, this just kind of sets up to me where it feels like I would probably only bet the Saints at the three and a half. But I mean, I'm not going to feel good about betting Tampa right now uh, as a favorite in any spot. Yeah, another NFC out, uh, South team that is playing this week is the uh, they're Falcons. They're going up against the Steelers. The Steelers are favored by one on the road. Feels like kind of a tricky line here because I think a lot of people are going to like the Steelers in this matchup. They just won on Monday Night Football against the Colts. Kenny Pickett's looking pretty good. Atlanta, obviously, they had a nice little start, especially covering the number to start the year. They've fallen down back here a bit. Do you like Pittsburgh on the road, or, or do you kind of think Atlanta might be the right side? Yeah, I didn't end up betting this game, PJ, but for me, I think if I was going to end up betting it, though, it would probably just be the Falcons' money line at home. If you, And again, I, 
I don't feel great about either team. Like neither team really inspires that much confidence. I guess you could say like TJ Watt is the best player in the matchup. So he might be able to wreak some havoc on Marcus Mariota, but that's under the idea that he's going to be in the pocket and pass all the time. And he has less than averages, less than 20 passes per game. So I'm just not sure how much of an impact that Watt can be. And then also the fact that, in games that TJ Watt has played, I'm not saying that like the defense isn't rejuvenated, but they've still given up nine passing touchdowns in the four games that he's played. Like it's not like he is making that much of an impact where the secondary isn't still getting exposed. That's kind of why I worry, even though Kyle Pitts just got announced that he's out today uh, for the rest of the season. I still think there are pass catchers that could still exploit this uh, defense that has given up the most passing touchdowns in the NFL. So uh, it's either the Falcons money line or nothing for me, but I would probably just stay away from because I just feel like both teams are just, you know, they're checked out. All right, got about a minute here. I do want to throw this out there at least real quick. Any trends, any other game, any other play that you we haven't gotten to yet that you like this weekend we should pay attention to? Yeah, so I'm going to be betting on touchdown scores. I bet touchdown scores pretty regularly over at the Action Network, and uh, there'll be some uh, a touchdown show coming out on Sunday that I do at around 11.30 a.m. Eastern. So the two guys that I'm focusing on to bet on for touchdowns, specifically for Bill's Patriots, uh, first one is going to be Josh Allen, a plus 200, mainly just because he leads the Bills in pretty much every rushing category, yards, first downs, touchdowns. Uh, you know, we watched Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields kind of just run all over this defense. So I think Josh Allen should be able to pull that off. And then also Dawson Knox, who has three touchdowns in the last two games against this Patriots defense. He's around plus 340 to score a touchdown. So I really like those two. And you can hear more about all my touchdown picks on the touchdown show on Sunday at 1130 a.m. Eastern on the Action Network Twitter account. He's Joe Galant of the Action Network. Appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Shell. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it's uh, I, I'm really interested to see, you know, just this game tomorrow night with the Patriots and the Bills. It's a big game. And, and, and like, is New England just going to run? I mean, they're going to pro- – it's just – honestly, it's kind of disappointing. I really wanted to see Mac Jones take another step in year two, and he ain't getting it. Like, I know he's been hurt, but God. Yeah. I, that's, that's why – that's why Josh McDaniels left. You know, he looked and said, I think we got the most out of Mac Jones. I'm going to go try my luck over here in Vegas, and they're going to find out I'm not a good head coach, and then I won't be head coach in the NFL again. 